shoes. Big shoes. Big shoes. Big shoes. <laughs> big, big shoes. Big shoes. Large footwear. <clears throat> Huge moccasins. Giant sandals. Gargantuan Air Jordans. I'm not going to be able to keep this up, so you got to <laughs> do some. Oh, come on, dude. Big shoes. Big shoes. Hi, and welcome back to the HBO Boys podcast, Big Shoes. We are talking about Succession, Season 4, Episode 6, entitled Living Plus Big Shoes. And we are <laughs> here today with our uh, co-host, as always, Justin Big Shoes. Uh, hey, Big Shoes. <laughs> I, for a minute today, was like, do I do it 50 minutes straight? <laughs> I mean, Big Shoes, obviously, you Big Shoes do that. That's Big Shoes, a great decision, Big Shoes. I could fucking Big Shoes this. I could. I could do it anytime I wanted, and I want everyone to know that. If I want to say Big Shoes, I will. Big Shoes. I saw a Writers Guild sign on the internet. Uh, as you might know, they are on strike. <laughs> and the sign said, pay your writers or we will spoil the end of succession for you. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So hopefully they pay them. Also, I got a very fun text this week uh, from our pal Alex, who was listening to our podcast about the successions. And he said, why does Justin always bring up the Civil War? And I'm dumb. So it took me a good two minutes to get that joke. He was saying that you say secession all the time. Right, and I was okay. like, this is a good moment to remember that, that while I, I lambast you, for saying uh, a word, and listen, you be, you do you. You say words the way you want to say them. This is gosh dang America, big shoes, and you you and you do you again. But uh, yeah, I was just I was mad at myself for how stupid I am for not getting that joke sooner, and then I was just proud of Alex because good joke. Yeah, and I asked you in the last episode it was, uh, do you succeed or do you you succeed? And uh, you know, the South did succeed. They didn't right. succeed. But they they didn't succeed. No, 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 no. The North went down there and shot the racism right out of them. Yeah, they anti-seceded them. Yeah, and they were never racist. Racism is dead, actually. He never came back. Ever since. Big shoes. Big shoes. I've also been seeing a lot of clickbaity stuff about this show this week. Like, who is Shiv's baby daddy? The mystery of it all. Is Logan secretly alive? Will Connor actually be president at the end? Is Greg a secret genius? And sadly, for all of those statements, uh, and I say sadly because the con heads here, of which I am one, uh, I believe we will be disappointed because I think all of those statements are bullshit. I think there are no mysteries in this show. I don't think Connor's going to be president. I want him to be. Sure. I don't think Greg is a genius. I want him to be. Sure. I don't think... I, we've discussed at length how we believe the show is going to end with just a general sadness. But not like... This ain't going to red wedding right at the end, I don't think. No. no I don't no think like, a huge mystery. Like, I don't think Logan's going to pop out at his funeral and be like, ha ha, not dead. And then kill everyone in the room. Like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, dude, no way. Him and Marcia pick up guns they hid in the coffin and uh, just kind of one to Rambo the room. 
I, I don't think that's going to happen. And realistically, Logan is just actually rambling the room and Marcia is just stabbing Shiv over and over and over and over and over and over big shoes again. Big shoes. And they're both wearing clown shoes like we heard, by the we way, heard. we saw. We heard all about the big shoes. Yeah, and we're, now we're here killing you in big shoes. Although I did see one thing this week that got me thinking a little bit because while we're kind of leaning into the idea that we think the end of the show is going to be generally sad, but with really no pomp and circumstance, just a descent into, well, that's depressing. Like, I think the biggest criticism the end of this show is going to get is that was one, a little boring, and two, kind of a bummer. Not just kind of, a general, a, bu- a big fucking bummer. Yeah, that's the part about it in particular that kind of sucks because you want more people to watch it and it's exciting when people who never got into something get into something you like. But the problem is, is that for the people who have been enjoying it this entire time, it's like you have like, so Kendall ending up winning, quote unquote, but ending up alone and owning the business. He kicked all, he betrayed everyone he knew and fucked over everyone in his family. And now he won. He's the boss. He owns the company, so on and so forth. That is like a perfect ending to the story they're trying to tell. But it is a very depressing and boring ending for people who are just like, oh, what's this succession show? Yeah. Big shoes. Right. Like he basically fuck you. And he's just sitting in a chair alone, maybe watching a, a video. You know, he made Roman a video where he loved Logan talking, but edited to tell Roman that he has a micro penis and he's always wrong. Maybe he makes himself one where Logan's telling him he loves him or something and he's watching that alone in a chair. How sad would that shit be? So Kendall made that video because he had Greg ask that editor guy to make the edit initially. So I assume that came from Kendall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kendall sent that video to Roman. It seems like Roman liked it, though. (laughs) Well, I think he just likes listening to his father's voice and he misses his father shitting on him on a daily basis because he's extremely broken. True, and it's the whole Jerry thing where she would just basically tell him he's a fucking insect the entire time and he'd jerk off to it. It's a it's a little bit of both. A little bit of, yeah. little bit of love. Big shoes. And that dynamic has changed drastically, uh, I guess. I didn't think it was going to, but it did this episode, uh, which we'll get into a little later, because I wanted to go over this one more thing I saw on the internet and run it by you, where... We have come to the conclusion that the ending is going to be big, sad, sort of a bummer, as we said. But I think there is a different level, a even like if we're on level 100 of hell, it's negative 100, I suppose, because it's deep, deep in the earth. We can go even lower. And it's an ending where either Kendall or Roman dies of a drug overdose. And I, I, again, I don't think this is going to be the ending. I think that's pomp. I think that's circumstance. And I don't know if there's any room for that shit. But Kendall is acting a bit erratic lately. And perhaps that is just, you know, the ego trip that he is currently on getting the better of him and acting like a jackass. That's incredibly viable. And also Roman picked up a bottle of pills that uh, dropped out of the uh, capacious bag that Carrie or what's her name? Uh, the anchor who can't seem to know what to do with their hands. And looked at him real close. He looked at pills too closely for about two seconds in just like a kind of a throwaway shot. 
which I don't know. I don't know why that would be there for, for any other reason other than the audience to be like, huh, why'd that happen? So the version of this show where it ends and Kendall is alone in a chair watching a video that he made himself of Logan after coming back from the funeral because Roman uh, died like mouth foaming in a bathtub. Like That's not one that I had come across in my brain at all until I saw someone on the internet say it. What are your feelings on that? Like, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's likely? I think it's not Kendall that is going to be the one that sits in the end because it, what if it's Roman and Kendall yeah, is the one that has the overdose? The opposite? Right. Because if you're talking mm. about specifically anyone in this show having an overdose, <laughs> you look at track records, that would be Ken for sure. sure. Uh, sure. Roman looking at the pills for a little bit too long could be some kind of string that comes across in the end. Maybe Roman poisons Ken because oh, Ken shit. tries to take over too much. Shit. And then he overthrows Ken. Now he's sole leader. He fires everyone and destroys, gets rid of everyone he knows and hires a whole new suite. And that's the ending. Yeah. I mean, I, that is a bit like Red Wedding E. <laughs> that is. It is HBO. Yeah. It's big HBO. Shoes, big, big shoes. Big shoes. But big shoes. And I. I would say that has no merit, but after this episode where Roman just goes on a firing spree, which by the way, he only fired women. So mm, great. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Rome. And the beginning of this episode, other than Kendall watching a video of Logan saying his kids are dumb and then uh, Kendall just being like, no, that's fine. It was a Valentine's Day card. Basically, that was that's not even that vile. After that, they get together with the team to sort of lay the groundwork for, hey, Madsen might be nuts, you know? <laughs> anyway. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. And then Shiv, who has recently had a conversation with Madsen because their planes were next to each other, rich people problems. Hashtag. And Madsen laying the context for they were unprofessional and weird on the top of that mountain. And them saying basically the same thing to their group of people. I like that they both came to the same conclusion, like those guys and or that two meter tall uh, Swede man unhinged. Am I right? Crazy. We can't we can't trust them. No him. No way. No way. Both those things. Big shoes. Honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves here, I don't think we could trust anybody. Okay, (laughs) like this deal is not good. Bad. It's bad, I'd say. And I'm glad that we actually got to see exactly what happened and know that both parties are full of shit. Right. (laughs) Like Mattson was egging them on the entire time saying unprofessional bullshit. And then Kendall slash Roman, mainly Roman, finally just said what he wanted to say. And yeah, it was bad because he made it so that Matson could jack up the price and due to fiduciary responsibility, the deal had to go through. But it still hasn't yet. And they're still doing the plan and trying to bomb this thing, which then, by the way, Shiv is like, guys, so very obvious what you're doing. I'm not dumb. Stop lying to me. At which point Roman was like, no, dude, no. What? Yeah, Roman was like, ah, oh, weird w- woman brain. Ugh. <laughs> what are you thinking, dude? Can pinky dance. 
He didn't believe she could dance because she doesn't have big enough shoes. No, she doesn't. She needs to get them clown shoes for out of the closet. She takes them. Marcia, while she's on her killing spree with the knife, she doesn't have the big shoes because they've been previously taken by Shiv who went through her closet. This is deep shit. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we we have our own version of the show now. Yeah, this is fan fiction at this point. Let's talk a little bit about the Tom and Shiv thing, because it is. I don't know. It's like narrative fodder at this point relative to what the fuck Kendall and Roman are doing, uh, just destroying their worlds or succeeding, like failing upwards, depending on how you want to see it. I'm Shiv so, and Tom Bone again. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so interested to see because when you said it was fodder, I like even I, I can't remember what we were talking about in the in the previous uh, episode where uh, Shiv was pulling the strings. Essentially, is that that's what we were talking about? Yeah, the possibility who, that she was just all in and knew everything and was going. That's the I call it fodder because I think it's just the least likely version of it happening where she at the end is somehow on top with however. Whatever version of that is, like, if it's good or bad, who fucking knows? But does she win? I think that's the third likeliest thing to happen. Well, the version of that is specifically now they bone. They have the conversation where essentially Tom just like, I am with you for money. I'm just going to be straight up. I'm going to tell you it right to your face. So and they both crack up laughing Mm -hmm. at that point. So she's scheming in any way, shape or form. Like she obviously knows she's getting butt out herself from the two siblings so like is there an avenue that tom can fill in somewhere even though uh carl really uh let him know what's what yeah Um, right i mean tom has deceived her before (laughs) i think it was this episode where she was like well you betrayed me or last episode either one the point is they're being truthful with each other now and it is turning both of them on a lot it is possible that they become a duo once more and now that they live in the land of the truth, their power levels rise beyond 9,000, and mm-hmm. we are underestimating them as much as their or Shiv's brothers are. Yeah, I say that's like the, the third string, obviously not the most likely of things to happen, but each and every scene I see with them, that's why the fodder, like the word fodder in particular, I'm just like, I, I, I can't. I can't make my brain write it off as just like, we need a scene with Shiv and Tom, let's, let's do the bitey thing, okay, cool. Like yeah, it, it, there there has to be a building that just feels like too much too much screen time for it to be a throwaway. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I, I say fodder because I think that's how the writers are trying to make us feel. Okay, because okay. and this episode did a very good job of Shiv calling her siblings out for their immediate bullshit. Right, they right. promised to her that they weren't going to butter out, and then that's all they've been doing. They're not thinking about anything other than themselves. And uh, Roman is firing women who are smarter than him. And Kendall (laughs) is trying to get a house with clouds built in a day and saying nobody can say no. By the way, like, how do you make people not like you? 101 taught by Kendall. And he's doing a great job. Professor of the year. Just giant shoes. Huge shoes. He is the biggest shoes on. And he is on stage. He does a pretty good job lying to everybody about numbers that are fake. Roman doesn't want to get on stage with him and wear the flight jacket. So, oh, dude, the flight jacket. Yeah, uh, that's like that's like the peak. Uh, just I have never had to ever genuinely work for any bit of my money. Kendall, 
that is peak Kendall right in that moment where he has the, what is the jackets for? The launch, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you are the corniest, shittiest human being on the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who walked in and was like, I just want to, at the beginning of my tenure, come in here and be like, yo, like, he's still that guy (laughs) wearing the fucking flight jacket and talking about Living Plus, the name of the episode. So let's talk about that a little bit, I guess. Living Plus is a cruise, but on land. (laughs) What a fucking nightmare. Which, uh, if, again, uh, which, who was it? During the, ep- I think it was actually Matson who said it was like the most like heartbreaking, depressing, miserable thing. Like cruises in general were already depressing enough, and now it's like you can't escape, but you're on land still. It's like the only part of the cruise that makes it not insufferable. You've removed. <laughs> like I would argue, it's a better cruise because the fact that it's on the water is why I hate cruises. I don't like <laughs> that you're in the middle of goddamn nowhere and the large vessel that is mainly shit featuring humans can just stop working in the ocean and never come back and you fade away into obscurity. That is my main issue with cruises and why I'll never go on them. Are you a cruise, bro? Do you want a cruise? Don't and don't take my negativity in and and and, and use it for your vibes. But are so, you a cru- are you a cruise, bro? So the fact that you just said don't take your negativity and let it ruin sure. my vibes, I want to let right. you know that I am actually actively a cruise hater. Oh, I fucking okay. despise cruises. Not for, oh. well, partially for your reason. Um, the deep blue is giga scary and that's not something I want to mess with. Oh, the ocean's the scariest thing in the goddamn world. <laughs> that's just, that's space. There's aliens in there. I'm convinced. Mark DeLong is right. UFOs, they're all over the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Um, more specifically, I think if you even removed the ocean part, I mm. think it's still something that I hate with every core of my being because it sounds like genuinely the most boring fucking thing on the face of the earth. Just yeah. being trapped in a consolidated space with the same human beings for a week plus. Isn't that uh, just what the Earth is, though, dude? Yeah, but like that's on a bigger <laughs> scale, bro. You have so you have people you're never going to meet. The in Earth has life. bigger shoes than the cruise. Well, the thing that the Earth and cruises have is the same is that each deck is flat and it's sure. like the Earth is flat and yes. shit. You know what I'm yes. saying, bro? Finally, we've gotten here. To the truth. To the truth. We've broken it down. Okay. Anyway, Living Plus is a real estate venture, cruises on the land, that is being inflated by both Kendall's words and fake numbers being put out into the world. Carl coming up to Kendall before he goes out there. Dude, Carl's popping the fuck off this season, and I like it so much. Carl, mark my words right now. Mm. is a cold-blooded fucking assassin. <laughs> like that just the and if you if you say anything on that stage that I don't approve of, I'll fucking squeal. Like yeah. <laughs> go Carl Carl 2023. So many presidents in this show. So many presidents. Let all of them be president, honestly. Well, every single one of them. Build a cabinet. <laughs> then at the end when everyone's like Kendall kind of did a good job lying to everybody, Carl immediately about faces and then it's like <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I believed in him the whole time. I love this yeah. guy. So smart. So great. <laughs> I'm glad he's on our team. <laughs> Big shoe. Big shoe. Uh, yeah. I, you know what was actually interesting? Like, the most interesting part of Kendall talking was using Logan behind him and sort of looking up to his dead father. And also 
changing words that his father said. Just kind of another link to Kendall thinks he's his father, but better. He's Logan Plus, and this is Living Plus. Oh, dear God. Logan Plus. He's going to brand it. Watch. The next episode yeah. is called Logan Plus, isn't it? <laughs> I. It's not. I, but. It's not. I feel like we've gone over it, and it's not that. But we did. I think your your vibe on the subject is is in, going in the right direction. That's, the, your vibe on the subject is going in the right direction is my version of office speak. Like, yeah, <laughs> when you when you look at it from a synergistic approach, about 30,000 feet in the air, your approach is where I am actually vying to add currents to our current procedure and get right. to said goal and said KPI uh, and uh, complete the quarter uh, in surplus green. Uh, un- understood, understood, understood. Yeah. I, I, what I'll what I'll say to that, though, your shoes very small today, by the way, that's separate, but. Uh, I'll what I'll say, kill you if you say that again. <laughs> and like, you stab, just stab, and I'm dead. And they're like, "Okay, well, uh, can we just, uh, Frank? Can you do the PowerPoint? Next slide, please. please. Next thank slide. you, thank you. Uh, somebody drag Ryan away. <laughs> He's bleeding all over my very big shoes. Anyway, large, if anyone says else, I'll uh, do the same. So I'll fucking gonna... kill you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, let's we didn't really get into the roman thing he goes and sees the head of waystar studios uh, about their gargantuan movie that is dog shit and he is sent in there to one be like i'm the boss now but also two you have to fix all this stuff and you have to do it very quickly and he is told information that is the truth which he hates so much which is hey man we can't get directors to work for us because you guys are talking to a presidential candidate who is to 50%, uh, if not more, you know, based on the future election, uh, perhaps less, reviled by America. So a liberal Hollywood that doesn't want to work for us anymore because they hate that guy. It's one of our main problems. And then Roman's like, yeah, right. You're fired. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful uh, decision process. You get to watch uh, Roman go through. And that is basically just, hey, Kendall says, I got to go meet with this person. I'm meeting with this person. Yeah, schmooze, schmooze is what it is. They bring up problems. They seem smarter than me. We need to get this person out of here. Fuck, you're fired. <laughs> and then the Jerry conversation is not that at all. It is something completely separate. Like, yep. he's on a power trip on the first one. He is saying out loud, like, I know you think you're smarter than me. At which point, uh, the studio head's like, yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just sort of giving you facts. And he's like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Jerry is a relationship that he has had for a long time. It's very weird. She used to berate him, and he liked it very much. To completion. He yeah, had to completion. So these days, though, Jerry is treating him like a little boy because that's how he's acting. And actually, I didn't think we were going to get to the end of that scene and have him fire her. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah it's... and. Because I think it's in the comparison to the other conversation he had, it was just with like someone he barely even knew. So he's on his power trip. He's just, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. I'm the big guy. Get the fuck out of my way. But the Jerry conversation, almost like there was a, there's the you're fired inside of him. 
and it almost like came out like a like an accidental stabbing murder of 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 scorned lovers right even because it was just like well maybe i could i could fire like he was almost about to cry i was just like oh my goodness great this is what the fuck is going on yeah and then he goes and tells kendall one that he fired the first woman who was better at her job exponentially than he is in fact he fired two women who were by all accounts great at their jobs yep really good shit he says that and kendall's like yeah sure fine yeah right on shake things up then he uh, roman says and i fired jerry to which kendall says shiv's godmother and he's like, yeah, we might have to, that one, that one I'm feeling less good about. We might have to run that one back. At which point, Kendall does something that, of course, he does, which yep. is, no, double down. I thought for a second that you were going to say uh, that it came as a surprise to you. But the nanosecond, like, when he's like, you mean Shiv's godmother, Jerry? Yeah, fuck it, dude. That's sick. That work, That plays really well for me. Like, I was like, of course. Of course, it's piece of shit. I have a few things to say. Number one, your Kendall impression there was pretty good. Oh, oh, you think so, dude? Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Sick. Now that I said it and you're thinking about it more, it's gotten worse. <laughs> Damn it. God. All right. I'll work on it. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. Big I think shoes. it's one of those like turn your brain off really good kind of things. Think sure, about sure, it at sure. all sure. and it's gone. We'll bring it back next episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come in. <laughs> the next episode, you just say big shoes for 10 minutes in Kendall's <laughs> voice and it gets big worse shoes, and worse over time. By the end of it, it's just Trump. Big shoes. Big shoes. The biggest of shoes. If you think these shoes are small, you should see French's shoes. My hands, maybe. Big shoes. Big shoes. Small hands, maybe. I don't know. It's, the camera does it sometimes, but big shoes. Small gloves. Big shoes. Huge cock. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't even. It's it's the biggest human. Uh, doctors have told me I could die at any moment. My heart could give way. Huge cock. Where does the blood go, big shoes? <laughs> Where does the blood go? I don't know. Last Hillary. You know, when we're doing this, I'm actively thinking, hey, what clip am I going to send to Adam for TikTok? Yeah, and while one. it's happening, I, I at this point, I know when the clip is happening, when I'm within it. And that's for sure it. That's ain't, that ain't going <laughs> to that's going to be negative algorithm, but I don't care. Ah, I don't know if any if he's proved anything through his entire fucking existence is that there's really no such thing as negative algorithm because it's that's just true it's ever present and won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Big shoes. So at the Big. end, Kendall goes into the ocean and he lays down. He puts his head underneath and baptizes himself once more. Kendall reborn. <laughs> This is a new version of Kendall who Logan 2.0. Yeah, Logan 2.0 plus 2.0, 5.7.0. No, Logan Prime number plus Logan 2.0 Prime Super Plus Mega Edition Collector's Legendary Roy Shiny Pokemon <laughs> Kendall Plus. I thought he was going to kill himself. I, yeah. I, did have a, I did have a moment where did I was you? like, I'm watching him dive into the wave. I was like, no way he dies. Yeah. Right? Like, they wouldn't do that right here. That would be madness. <laughs> Can't, does also, he have the do fucking it? gall to drown himself? Right. Ugh. No, no. Wild. He's just baptizing himself uh, in front of God, Jesus, the ocean, his big shoes that they left out on the beach because he didn't wear them into the ocean because he's dumb. 
like Ochin better. I'm gonna, Ochin I'm gonna is that better. That's a Ralphie May uh, quote. I'm sure other people have said Ochin, but uh, no, Ralphie no. May has uh, has brought that and into my bones. So every time okay, I feel I'm, as though I'm, I must say it. I feel I feel as though that I'm gonna secede into the Ochin. Right. How's that, how's that sound? That feels that feels good. That sounds pretty good. I hope your shoes are tied on tight so they don't come big, off. Big shoes. Big shoes. Pretty big shoes. I don't know. Do you got anything else, sir? <laughs> Uh, I mean, sort of, kind of. I hate to keep wrapping up each of these episodes with uh, a recap of how many things can be going on at once. Right. Um, But I will say with this episode in particular and with Tom and Shiv kind of duoing again, Mm. the back and ranked duo. uh, Yes, right. They have accepted each other's invite. mm -hmm, Yep. I, oh, I would just really, I, how do they wrap it? That's 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 my con- that not a concern. I feel like we know what we want with the ending, but more specifically, I knew what I wanted from the ending, and I knew where I felt like it was going. But now it's just like, oh my god, there's so much, so much intrigue, so much opportunity. I'm overloaded. I love it. I you know so two things. One, I just finished the second season of Sweet Tooth on Netflix. I believe we've talked about Sweet Tooth here before. It's The Last of Us, but different. Mm-hmm. And one of the main differences is tone. The Last of Us is sad, not for sadness's sake, just because it's a post-apocalyptic wasteland. They're really leaning into that. And as much as they want to play with your heart, they will. The plot of it is just straight sad, right? And they I'm sad. Yeah, there are... Uh, it's sadness porn, basically, and there are moments of hope and uh, happy times that you can't really revel in because it's about to be usurped by sadness. You don't get the feeling that The Last of Us is ever going to have a happy ending, the way that we feel about succession. That's not the way Sweet Tooth feels. Sweet Tooth has sad moments accented by happiness and hope. Hope is what is woven into the foundation of that show. It's like they saw The Last of Us, again, both of them basically happened at the same time. It's just sort of veering paths on what people like in shows and what creators like to write. Some people like to lean in to, yeah, of course this shit's sad. It's a post-apocalyptic wasteland where people eat each other, and sometimes the people who are eating each other aren't even like, the mushrooms who eat people, right? It's just normie, normie people eating each other. And that's fucking sad. Sometimes you just roll up on a bunch of cannibals, you know? You never know in post-apocalyptia. Yeah, post-apocalyptia is good. I love that. Should be a show name, I'm just saying. Could be it funny. should be a show name. You got huge shoes, dude. Huge and shoes. Big shoes. But Sweet Tooth is not that way, right? Uh, a sad thing happens at the end of uh, season two. That's not spoiling anything. Of course it is that way. You've completely shattered the show for me and I cannot watch it any longer because I you know should, something though. sad you should, happens. Though. It's post-apocalypse, of baby. Two. Of course, sad thing happens. Jesus. But, but the end of season one of The Last of Us, my exact feeling on the subject was, oh, oh no. And mm-hmm. my feeling when Sweet Tooth season two ended was, oh, like they're the same premise, but the fabric of each show is completely different and it's the same exact way i feel about watching ted lasso and succession at the same time right 
they are both workplaces, but they're complete like their foundations are just so, so different. Couldn't be more opposite. Yes, right. They are trying to get something completely different across. I think you can like both Sweet Tooth and The Last of Us. I think you can like both Ted Lasso and Succession. I don't think you can love both Ted Lasso and Succession. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're just two completely different experiences made for not even two completely different people, but like like G was saying when he came in here, it's like if you're if you're watching Ted Lasso, you're watching for uh, heartwarming moments and camaraderie and uh, escapism. Guy, escapism. You're looking you're looking to gather some happiness. Whereas yeah. the opposite side, happiness person, tokens, happiness tokens. I need some. I need some uh, happiness tickets so I can go to the happiness uh, convenience stand and get some happiness toys. Ooh, coins from the happiness arcade. You know what I'm saying? I am knowing what you were saying, uh, but again, secession, secession, seceding Sus- from the union, seceding yeah. from the union is a lot different because it's it is so steeped in trying to be grounded and real that ah. That's just that's kind of how the world is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, and this is grasping at strings, but I'm currently listening to a podcast about the Boston molasses disaster. And it happened, I think, in the what? early 1920s. In the early 1920s, there was a 50 foot tall container that was filled to the brim with molasses. Like, 27 million pounds of it or something to that effect it's very american yeah when you just actually it wasn't for food products when you distill down molasses you get an alcohol that was used in explosives for the first world war very american i maintain yeah yeah yeah, that's a good point (laughs) it's it didn't get less american when i no, it's not for food it's for bombs you fucking idiot yeah so okay Please. So this 50 foot tall container was built hastily on the first day it was built. A dude fell off the scaffolding and died. And then like two hours later, the bosses were like, you have to start again, by the way. We're fucking on the clock. Someone cart his body away and let's get into it. And it was made poorly. The guy who designed it was not an engineer. And then for the next few years, there was just a dude going to his boss on a daily basis being like, yo, man, that thing is bad. It's <laughs> leaking a bunch and it makes a noise that I don't think it should. It makes like a thunder noise, which is weird for a big container to make. You should figure that out. And the boss was like, ah, it sounds expensive. So sounds so, like money leaving my pocket. So right. I am going to bury my head in the sand so you uh i bid the adieu (laughs) and then it exploded naturally a 25 foot molasses wave took children away into the harbor it drowned people on third floors of buildings this is very depressing i hope you have a a nice tie-in there is no (laughs) tie-in this is (laughs) awesome no bow on this so great i just sort of wanted to tell you about a podcast i was listening to this is worse than heart thermometer dude come on (laughs) no no it's boston molasses crisis what do they what do they call it again the boston molasses disaster of 1921 of course I don't know. The The string I was grasping was that this is corporate greed and that's mm. somehow sort of about succession. I just sure. sort of wanted to tell you guys about it. So, Well, now I have 
that piece of useless fucking yeah. information in my mind. So I really appreciate your uh, your story here, dude. Yeah. I love it well, very much. is it useless? Now you have the visual of a child being taken out to sea by mm. sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, the use is torment. Okay, you yeah. you're very you're successful. Yes, I was. Just- <laughs> Big shoes, dude. Big shoes, big shoes. Oh, successful, dude. At least now, actually, there is a there is a silver lining to this. Is now I know that I can't store molasses like that. At no, my on my property. So. Yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't do that. Good no. noted. Noted with thanks. Thirty thousand feet synergies. You know the drill. Yeah, keep saying those words while I look up the episode name for the next one. I won't. I refuse. God, you, you did do. this last time. This oh. exact thing. Listen, I think you, that your aggressive uh, tone is toxic to the workplace, and I think that it's a non-effective way to uh, okay, muster I got morale. It. Okay, see ya. Perfect. Tailgate party. We talked about that last time. We asserted that perhaps it was about Logan's funeral, but the tagline is, hoping to work the angles. Kendall and Roman ask Shiv to invite a campaign insider to Logan's pre-election day party. Pre-election day party. So basically someone from the Mencken campaign uh, is coming on over to have a discussion about the future of America. This time, though, not with Logan, who touted himself as always choosing who the next president was. But Mm -hmm. now uh, it's fucking Kendall Roy and the Funky Bunch. Kendall Roy and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Come on, dude. They fucking, they're dancing. Pinky can dude, dance in her big Pinky old shoes. Pinky can dance. Yeah, but he's, you gotta think of something cooler for Kendall, dude. Kendall, Ken's a cool guy. Mm, that's true. Yes, he's wearing a Yankees jersey and rapping during it, I suppose. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair point, fair point. Duly noted with thanks. You're welcome. That is episode seven. Episode eight is called America Decides. We already knew that. We assume it's going to be election night. And we have not gotten any con stuff lately. So it stands to reason that he doesn't win, which is horseshit. And then episode nine is called Church and State. We didn't know that before. Mm. Episode eight, though, going back to America Decides, Jesse Armstrong, the creator of the show, was asked before the season began what episode was going to surprise people the most and Don't he couldn't it. he definitely couldn't say episode three right because that would just give way too much away for an early episode mm-hmm. in the season and if we're going in knowing episode three is going to be crazy i think it makes it worse and saying yes. episode eight is like yeah well of course you know you're getting towards the end of the season weird crazy shit's going to happen but how is america decides going to be a holy shit moment like jesse armstrong has said that he thinks people will view it as con con, con heads, baby con, con had stand up it's your mm. time well he's gonna win it they're talking to election day insiders uh party insiders for the right of america Maybe this is Khan's turnaround. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, because Menken's, I guess, was there. Was Menken's the Republican frontrunner? Yes. Yeah. Right. So his ties within ATN and all that could go south for him. And Connor could pick up with his dad's death. And I don't know. It's a long shot. But I'm uh, I'm all aboard it. I'm all aboard for Connor becoming president and Greg winning it all in the end. So. You know what's Whatever crazy? 
Connor running for president is like if Rupert Murdoch's son was running for president, <laughs> but Rupert Murdoch didn't put his son on Fox News, the cable channel that he owns. Right, like he chose right. someone else. Right. Yeah. Just so aggressively realistic yeah yeah, yeah aggressively <laughs> realistic is a good way to put it because i so there's one thing i definitely know for sure as much as i am alive and a human being on earth that i believe sure, in is that sure, rupert sure. murdoch loves his children unconditionally yes sure. definitely but he doesn't think they're serious people no no but he lo- he loves them definitely mm. for sure they'll never fill his big shoes big shoes big shoes <laughs> Big shoes. Big shoes. What I was thinking when we first started doing big shoes was yeah. to mimic the SpongeBob episode where mm. it was like, uh, I need a ticket to Bikini Bottom. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand your accent. <laughs> so you do. I don't big shoes understand big shoes, your accent, big shoes. But luckily I didn't do it because I don't think that would have played very well. But you're going to play this part. So I guess I got it in there. You got it in. Congrats, dude. What I've done. What have I done? Big shoes. Capacious shoes. I don't know how we didn't say that one before right now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. 